you haven't been you haven't been interested to see if you have the strength of your ancestors egging you on. No, no, no. Yeah, neither. Seems, what do we do? Just wait two weeks. Know, I'll mess my bed. Six weeks. No way. <laughs> She goes, but it's it's cool. I'm like, it's not cool. She goes, it's cool. I'm like, Sarah, it's not cool. She goes, it's fun. I'm like, it is. Uh, yes, it is fun. I'll grant that it's fun. It's very fun. But it's not cool. She's like, it looks really cool. I'm like, look, the way you and I skateboard, it doesn't look cool. All right. I said, Adrian, maybe. He's graceful. He's a graceful dude. All right. If you would like to see me just hug Adrian for one minute in the ice tub so we can't get out, um, drop a comment. And look, let's say if you we get can, ten, you guys can say whatever you want. If we say get ten comments saying, "Ask to see whatever you want to see," if you do that to me, I quit and I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, you can't do that. Come on. So basically, a beta blocker. No, it doesn't. It's not anabolic. It doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't help your lung capacity, but it calms him down and he can perform better. So you don't have to be physically enhanced to be a performance enhancer, in my opinion. Fancy new equipment. Now I just want to hold it all the time. You can, but it's unnecessary. But I guess for you, it's, it's good because it means it will be like you're <laughs> actually, actually be able to hear you. Hear me for yeah. once. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Flex. To the Big Flex. Ooh, I don't know if you can tell, but we got a cool new uh, adjustable microphone arms. We have a lovely new sign. New table. The sounds way cooler. Like this stuff is cool, but that's way cooler. Yeah. Oh my God. You're actually, this, the microphone is doing exactly what I hoped it would do. It puts it right in front of your face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. it paid off. It paid off. Yeah. You know what else paid off? What else paid off, Nevin? Two dudes, one tub. I, I disagree. You disagree? I disagree. I don't think it, it paid off. There was... They're, not for me, anyway. Yeah, uh, Look, for, it, it paid off for everyone who watched it. It everyone did. thought it was it was quite funny. It was very entertaining, uh, and it paid off for all the members that we made do. We did a client version of it. We just got a, a smaller tub and and did the ice the weekend just gone for everyone who made fun of me. Uh, and I was hoping that not very many people would do very well. Everyone smoked me. I did poorly. Uh, yeah. So I guess, I, I guess you could say it paid off for everyone but me. It's true. Yeah. It is yeah. true. Um, which is interesting. Kind of upsetting. Now, for those that don't know what Two Dudes, One Tub is, you can click this link up here. Right up there. I'll link it in the video. Uh, we have started a new mini series and it's called Two Dudes, One Tub. And basically, uh, we both get into an ice bath and... Two dudes get in one tub. Two dudes get into one tub. We sit in that ice bath and it's cold. It is very cold. We put 21 bags of ice in. 21 it's of those big server bags of ice. expect an ice bath to be. That's right. Yeah. And, um, and, and what we do is, you know, for performance, they recommend 10 to 15 minutes straight in an ice bath. Um, and so what we try to do is last 10 to 15 minutes and we talk about a different performance aspect each week. So on week one, we talked about, you know, why it's important or why ice baths can be beneficial for recovery and performance. Um, we actually have a really fun episode coming up. We're going to film this weekend. And the topic on this one, guys, get excited, is we are tackling head on the age old story of no sexual um, uh, what's the right word? No sex before performance base, uh, before competition, basically. It's not even just sex. Not even no just sex. release before. That's right. Games. Sexual abstinence. Yeah. In all of sexual its forms. Abstinence before sexual abstinence. Performance base sports. Correct. In all of its forms um, before competition. And so there are some old, um, you know, some old stories. And this has been around since literally ancient Greece, um, all the way through up to modern, you know, culture, like uh, pop culture with like Rocky, you know, like, you can't have sex before you fight Rocky, it will kill your legs, right? So, like, yeah. You know, Muhammad Ali wouldn't have sex for six weeks before he would fight. Six weeks? Six weeks, right. Yeah. So yeah. we're tackling that head on, and that's what's the main uh, episode of Two Dudes, One Tub this week. That's going to be a good It's going to be pretty fun. But then back to the actual tub itself. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the initial, uh, the first episode, Nev stayed in for the full 15 minutes, like a savage, and I stayed in for about 29 seconds. But Did, to, to be fair, you went in and out. The longest run was 29 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So trying. you probably did about a minute and a half, two minutes total, maybe. Ice baths suck. Do not like. Do not like the cold. I could, I very rarely say this word, hate. Hate, hate ice baths. Not a fan at all. They're supposed to be good and good for you. Don't like them at all. Mm. Feel worse, actually, afterwards. Right. We did, uh, uh, I wanted to get everyone involved as well, everyone at the gym. So we did a, there's a, 
Actually, have you released that short video? Yeah, it's up well? on. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna actually. Put I'm gonna play it for us right now. No, 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 put a link. The, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because no it's, it's not on Facebook. It's on our, our members page. So I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna play it. We're gonna watch it, and I'll put the whole video up right now. So this is a small montage of getting all the clients. I think what I'll do is, and everyone to do it as well, because it goes for quite a few minutes. What I'll do is, I'll skip forward to your performance, and you can walk us through play by play. No one needs to see that. Of what uh, yeah, people, the people need to see it. Not going to take long, guys. <laughs> I, All right, I here we are. Almost time. I got fifty seconds. Play by play. Who wants to see play by play? Play Who wants by to play. See my. So we're going to watch. Ugly mug. Hang on. Here we are. All right. So Adrian, we're going to play by play this. You can tell us what's going through your head. Okay. So before I got in, I thought this sucks, and then I got in and I thought this sucks, and then while I was in there, I was thinking this sucks, but faster. So, I, so at this point, saying, this sucks. At this, this sucks, point, this we're sucks. saying get your knees down, right? So your knees pop down now. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Everyone kept saying it gets better and it gets easier. And it was just getting worse and worse. And I feel like my elbows and my ankles, all of my joints were going to explode. Now, this is the interesting thing that you say you feel it in your joints. Now, I also feel it in my joints, like in my toes and in my fingers. Um, my ankles just get like cold and tight, but they don't feel painful. I feel you, like my ankles are going to actually burst. There's so yeah. much pressure now, and pain at, in my at, ankles. At this point, I think you're saying... It sucks so bad. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. It just it was like the build up was getting worse and worse and worse, and I just was not. And then and then we're like, no, stay in, stay in, stay in. I couldn't handle it. Now to be fair, almost made a minute. Okay, so you did a lot better. You did almost double the time. I tried. I tried again, and I tried again, and every time I got in, I just got angrier and angrier, and I wanted to fight someone, but I didn't. Yeah. Kept it under control. It just it bugged me. Don't know why. Don't yeah. know why it bothers me so much. It it just was incredibly painful. And here's the thing: is because you're a competitive person, like mm. I can see that it, it upsets it's you. It's really bothering me because we had a couple of our members who have never done an art. Well, you yeah, had ten like, people went through it on that like day. Young, young Tim, yeah, fifteen years old, I think, yeah. and just smoked five was five minutes. Three minutes, I think. Three, three minutes. He could have yeah. gone more. Yeah. Um, Michelle, <laughs> she's five minutes. Actually, do you have the the start of Michelle in there? Yeah. All right, play that for me now, and Dude, I, I just want so I'm. Very nice to all of my clients. Encouraging, supportive, helpful. I just want to, I just want to roll through uh, a short amount of Michelle's go. First of all, she crushed it and she got five minutes right off the bat, which was awesome. Uh, but the way that she celebrated her well, I don't, victory, I don't, I don't have it when she got it. I only had the first oh, like, fifteen don't? seconds. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know how you can be a sore loser. She was a sore winner, basically. <laughs> Her goal of the day was to beat me. And she was like, suck it, Adrian. You suck. I'm awesome. And it wasn't just that. It was the continued version of that for the full five minutes. Yeah. Proud of her. Also, suck it. Um, so, yeah, there, there was there was a lot of that going on. Everyone's goal was to beat me, which was a pretty low bar to set, if I'm completely honest. I just, I just it, was, um, it, was, it was humorous because, and, and here's the thing as well, and this is not poking fun of Adrian. Different people react differently to different stimulus, right? So like some people aren't too faced by things that are hot. Some people aren't too faced by things that are cold. Some people are extremely faced by things that are cold, right? People manifest pain in different ways and it depends on the stimulus. It depends on the person, right? So so when you couldn't do the two dudes, one tub very well and you're like, I'm going to practice. But then people were giving you a bit of, they were teasing you. They were teasing yeah. you on, on, on YouTube, on Facebook yeah. and you're like, I'll show them. Yeah. We'll get it out this weekend. And in my head, I'm like, I don't think this is going to go that well for you. It didn't. And, it and went then very poorly. It literally, but the, the, the most humorous thing was at the end of the Saturday when we packed it all away, you're like, this just didn't go as I thought it was going to go. <laughs> it, did, it, did. it didn't. I thought that some people would struggle a little bit, but it's, it's, it's strange. I'm a very competitive person and I, I'm not very often the worst at something. Yeah. Like very, very rarely anymore because I've been competing in all sorts of stuff for quite a while. So to actually be comfortably dead last at something it's it's bugging the absolute crap out of me yeah yeah. uh because like everyone smoked me by a lot it it wasn't even a little bit like by a lot so i'm uh i'm determined yeah i'm determined so you actually had an interesting idea about how you're gonna like try to train yourself up you were like i'm gonna slowly progressively overload it which makes sense in a in some aspects like i'm thinking about it like i'm thinking about in exactly the same way that you would do anything else in the way that you progress, right? You right. pick the stimulus and then you progressively overload through that. This is temperature. So if you want to squat heavy, then you'll start low with the weight and slowly build the weight up over time. You can do lots of different things with it, but it's a slow increase over time. And getting in the ice bath is just saying, just get in and just stay in longer. Clearly isn't working. And if it's a temperature-based thing, then I'd start at a lower temperature and just build my tolerance up. So that's where I'm coming from, right? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. What Where I think that breaks down a little bit is, is that... It's like if you, because you're like, I'll just put a bag of ice or two in. It's just not going to be anywhere near cold enough to get any no, sort of stimulus. I'm not trying to get 
anything from it at first. I'm just trying to adjust to the cold. I get that, but I'm not even talking about performance like and recovery from it. I'm talking about like if you can squat, let's say 200 kilos and you're like, cool, I want to build a 220. So we're going to train sub-maximally at around, you know, 160, 180s, 190. We're going to slowly build our strength. We're going to get more volume in those weight ranges. That makes sense to me. But if you're like, I want to get to 220, so I'm going to squat at 80 kilos because it's really light and very little stimulus. I feel like yeah, it's but, not going to help at all. Like, how cold scenario, are you going to try to get the tub? Are you going to be like scenario, half the ice? You're talking about someone who's already squatting, right? Yeah. If we're comparing that to the ice bath, I've literally never done one before. I've, I've done two ice baths. Correct. One in the two-dos, one tub. So yeah. I'm new. So if you were trying to get someone to squat at all mm. to 200 kilos, where would you start? Start with the kettlebell. You know, yeah, start body, with body weight, body and, then weight worker, and, then, right? and then slowly build up. I'm starting all the way down here. Right. So but, I'm going to start at the lowest starting, temperature if you're I starting, can tolerate. But it is still a squat. So you could say you could say that um, jumping into a normal ice bath that's actually an ice bath and going 30 seconds, and then next time making sure it's 35 seconds, and then 40 seconds would be the same as going Dude, body weight, 20 kilos, 40 kilos. This time I wanted kilos, to get more kilos. than a minute, and that just wasn't happening. And this wasn't like, ooh, I could have held on a little longer. Like yeah. I was at my limit. And it, w- it wasn't feeling good. Okay. So instead of working at that end range and just trying to build the time up, I'm going to bring it down. Okay. And I'm just going to start like half temperature. The other option that I was suggesting was, because you say it's in your extremities joints, like in your hands and your ankles and feet, that's yeah, really like, painful. like my hips and torso so, were fine. So what, I, what I'm saying then is if you want to maybe condition yourself to the cold, it's like if you have someone that has a terrible range of motion in the squat, you can still make them squat to a really small range of motion. And that will still be beneficial for them. So... Keeping it at full coldness, you could literally just hang your arms and legs out of the tub, the small tub, and have your neck to thighs in. And that way, you're at least conditioning your body to handle the full coldness, but it's taking away that pain you feel in the extremities. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to build a tolerance to. I understand. So it doesn't make sense. But, but, we don't, but, we, but we don't know is... is is that pain manifesting in the ankles or is it <laughs> just like if you like if all of a sudden if you jump in and have your hands and legs out you're like oh my god my hips are going to explode i need to get out maybe well, it's maybe it's just the actual still, cold even still instead of still working at this like 100 of the temperature threshold yeah. that's like saying oh it hurts your legs when you squat let's squat without legs it defeats the purpose right it's pointless so instead of getting in a full freaking ice bath I'm, I'm just straight up not doing it wasn't having a good time okay. all right wasn't but we are doing it. we are doing it this this yeah, sunday that's yeah. exactly it so yeah. this Sunday for the two dudes one tub thing. I'm just gonna go for it and see what happens. Yes, but one minute. But do you want me just to hug you for one minute? I do not. I don't. If you would like to see me just hug Adrian for one minute in the ice tub so we can't get out, um, drop a comment. And look, let's say if you we get can, ten, you guys can say whatever you want. If we say get ten comments saying to see whatever you want to see, if you do that to me, I quit and I'm leaving. Uh, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> Come on. What if we get ten? What if we get ten comments saying hug him until he gets a minute? Because to be fair, there'd be a bit of body warmth there as well. Like To be completely honest, yeah. after the first time getting 30 seconds, the second time getting 50 seconds, I'm going to try and push it past a minute myself. Ooh, that yeah. was my goal for this week nice. coming. All right. But I still think that you're just going about it the wrong way. It's a, it's a temperature tolerance. Okay. So why would I start at past my threshold? I'm going to start at something I can handle yeah. and then acclimatize to it and just slowly work my way up temperature-wise. Right. Doing that, I know that I can build up a tolerance. Like okay. the human body can adapt to all sorts of things. The human body right? is very malleable, people. Exactly. So if I start low and work my way up, I'm I'm confident that I can get there. But if I'm just starting at a hundred percent of my threshold, yeah, I'm I'm not going to bump my time up okay. very well. All right. Well, I'm excited to see how it progresses over the, over the coming weeks. I'm less excited and more stubbornly determined. <laughs> right. I get you. I, I dislike it. I dislike it a lot. Um, I don't know why. I can handle heat really well. Uh, it's just Look at some, that Mediterranean body. So. Yeah, I don't think I was made for the cold. Something yeah. about it. It's uh, I don't know. It's stupid. Ice baths are dumb, and Winhoff can suck it. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fun. He's a crazy old man. He's a crackpot. He is a crazy old man. To be fair, look at this. I normally have your volume at full. So these new microphone stands are working a treat for you, sir. Um, it's down at like almost halfway, and it's still even a bit loud. So I don't I'm know why, but I want to hold on to it. You can with as much of my body as I can. Well, not, please don't do that because I don't want to break. We don't want to break it. I don't know why. It feels it feels good though, right? Stop touching the. It's mic. like I don't know. You just feel sort of like yeah. a professional podcaster yeah. when you hold on. Pretty cool. Hold on for dear life. Um, hey, new, anyways, new ice baths. New past, pastime for you. I, I see you got the old skateboard out. <laughs> yeah, and not yeah. just any skateboard. Yeah, the cruiser board. Yeah, uh, it wasn't because of me. My partner uh, Sarah, she couldn't sleep, so she did some online shopping at three a.m. Mm. and got herself. That is the best kind of shopping, sir. <laughs> yeah, for usually the most important things. Yeah, and so her idea was to ride it into work. 
And in my head, I was thinking, but if you fall off on the way to work, <laughs> you're not going to have a great time. So I wanted to get some practice in. So we went in and bought, uh, we went and bought like we got a longboard and a, and a cruiser and um, yeah, just started playing around with it. It's very, really fun. I'm yeah. really into it. The, I didn't realize the, the, like the dinghy board that I've got, it's really maneuverable and it's, it's kind of similar to snowboarding. That's the cruiser. Can, That's the cruiser yeah. board. Yeah. Yeah. You can like carve And so it's like, a, it's well. a little longer and a little fatter than a normal skateboard, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's you can turn it really hard in the wheel. You get some really good movement. The wheels, instead it. of just leaning on them, the wheels actually turn when you lean into it. Yeah. So you can get much better maneuverability. Which is pretty cool. Um, which is kind of fun. And there's a lot of other cool stuff you can do. So you, I'm sure you've seen, if you haven't seen, uh, skateboarders going really fast downhill and they have those gloves with the the like chocks of wood on them so that you can slide and, and all sorts of is stuff it wood like is that. wood plastic? It, it's, there's lots of different yeah, stuff. Okay. The cheap versions, um, guys used to hold blocks of wood. Yeah, like right. crazy. Yeah, so cool. stones as well, just like tie stones to gloves and stuff like yeah, that. Right. So like real You get into a street fight, school. you're well equipped. Well, I mean, sure. <laughs> if you have to. Um, um, it's, but it, it's, it's like really similar to uh, the feeling of snowboarding, which I'm, I love snowboarding. That's so, cool. Yeah, I didn't I realize it would be as fun. Too. I was just going to do it to be supportive. You've actually inspired me because I have an old longboard at, at mum and dad's and I, she's going to bring it into to work today for me. So cool. we can like... bring it today? Can, yeah, she's going to bring it back today. Awesome. Um, and so so mine's a longboard, not a cruiser. So it's a bit different again. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so I've been walking into... So we, we train split shifts here, guys. So and I'm sure most people know that. But we come in the mornings, go home, come back in the afternoons and then go home. And so I normally will drive in first thing in the morning and then walk home. Cause it's only about a 15, 20 minute walk. And then I walk back for my afternoon shift and then I drive home at night. So I've been doing a walk. But I'm going to jump on a skateboard as well, have a bit of a cruise. It's good fun. It's mostly uphill on the way here, but it's mostly downhill on the way home. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. There are a couple of hills that you just have to <laughs> watch this YouTube tutorial. There's a couple of really high budget YouTube tutorials and then there are some like well put together well made and there are some really just the broiest of dudes that are just but I feel they, like they in, they encompass the essence of skaters right and this one tutorial I watched this guy was just at first he was kind of bugging me but then I just fell in love with him he just the way he was talking about it uh it, it was fantastic his just imagine every single surfer or skater that you've ever seen, like tats all over him. He was a bit older, so he was talking about his glory days and how he used to carve, and now he's just doing tutorials on YouTube. It was yeah. great. But it was fantastic. Yeah. I feel I feel like whenever you're talking about skateboarding, snowboarding, surfing, like the guys that are going to explain to you are like the broy guys. They like, are, you're not going to see those guys telling you how to maximize your investment through the ASA. Do you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. They're just, it's just surfer dudes or skater dudes. or it's, They're all exactly the same. It's fantastic. So, yeah, I feel like um, <laughs> I listened to, to his advice, fantastic tutorial, saying that if you get past your, your speed threshold where you're past the point of no return, you can't stop because I haven't learned how to slide yet, which is what you do when you go very fast to lose speed. Um, I'm only kind of good at carving to lose some of the speed. Some of the downhills, it's just do or die. You just got to stay on the board. And yesterday on the way home, I went home at the end of my shift. It was like 7.30, quarter to eight. It was getting dark. Couldn't see anything. And I just started picking up too much speed. Um, and it was almost at home on that last street before our street. Yeah. So just like heading down super hard towards that end road. And I couldn't turn, so I had to keep going down to the roundabout. I picked up oh, really? so much speed. I couldn't yeah, stop. The one, the one and where my, you had the Japanese place in the corner? You yeah. Went straight to that section. That, yeah. Oh, and I went like halfway up the other road after the roundabout before I could slow down to oh, turn wow. back. And, and his advice was, don't bail. Just commit yeah, and ride What if there's a car coming? Don't bail because it's worse because you'll fall off and you'll slide and you'll scrape everything up. You'll probably like hit something. Just just commit to it, right? Thank so God. it was late. I couldn't hear any cars. I just went for it and it was terrifying and super fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so that surfy bro dude saved my life. Okay. Yeah, it was great. It's, nice. it's lots of fun. Now, when you first came in as well, um, you, you said... Yeah, man, I got this. I was like, what, what's with the skateboard? You're like, oh, Sarah got a skateboard, so I got one. I got it just to support her. So and like, and you're like, she for sure she is going right. to fall off. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like, ah, I'm sure she'll be fine. And then like yesterday when I was about to train her and she was like late and then she comes in and she's like, I can't hold anything. I, I fell off my skateboard and I've really hurt myself. I'm like, yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. She had the longboard. So I got the cruiser. Yeah. It turns a lot better. It's a lot easier to slow yourself down. The yeah. longboard picks up speed really quick. Yeah. And, um, 
the first, the, we should have learned it first. The first thing you should learn how to do is stop. Mm. And we didn't do that. And we were on the way home going down one of the, the long stretches. And it was where the road kind of turned off before like a little lip and a curb as uh, a crossing. Um, and I told her, I was like, if you get too fast, just steer onto the grass because falling onto the grass isn't as bad. Yeah. And she kind of panicked and the board flicked out from underneath her and she rolled. Yeah. But all of the years of judo helped her out because she rolled. It would have been way worse if she didn't. Right. Like she landed on her knee and then rolled and her knee was fine. Yeah. And um, but her wrists. Her wrists are busted First up. of all, she bruises like a peach. Yeah. So they, were very, that. they were swollen, bruised. She, and didn't, some she didn't break anything, but yeah. she like she slapped the floor pretty hard. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, her, her wrists were a bit yeah. blue and, and, yeah. and yeah. As you can tell, as her coach, I was a bit disappointed when she came in. I'm like, what do you do? Like, stop it. You're an adult. What do you th- put the skateboard away? It's You're not going to the part Olympics. Part of it, all right? Anyway, it's she goes, part of she it. goes, she goes, but it's it's cool. I'm like, it's not cool. She goes, it's cool. I'm like, Sarah, it's not cool. She goes, it's fun. I'm like, it is. F- <laughs> yes, it is fun. I'll grant that it's fun. It's very fun. But I said, but then I was trying to explain to her, but it's not cool. She's like, it looks really cool. I'm like, look, the way you and I skateboard. It doesn't look cool, all right? I said, Adrian, maybe. He's graceful. He's a graceful dude, all right? He could probably pull off and look cool skateboarding. You and I, yeah, you're athletic. You can lift a lot of weights. You were really good at judo. I'm athletic. I played rugby, first grade rugby for a long time. I can lift a lot of weight. But we don't have that same grace when it comes to things like skateboarding. So you and I will never be cool skateboarding. But I, but it is fun, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you I get think, away with I it. I think longboarding, not so much skateboarding, like longboarding, you have a chance. Because longboarding is all about Longboarding is more about style than anything else, really. You don't get in a longboard because you want to do dope tricks and you want to, you know what I mean? Like longboarding is more about cruising. It's about the lifestyle. I'm sure you've all seen the picture or the video of that that um, Latin American dude just skating down Venice Beach on his longboard drinking cam- cranberry juice to like, um, to, oh, I can't remember who it is, but it's like a classic song. No. No, you've not no, seen it? I've not seen it. Oh. You might have to link it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's, that's what I mean. Like, it's just all about cruising and it's all about style. Like, that, you can make that look good if you have good style. Yeah. So I think that you could pull that off. Same with Sarah, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the tricks and the carving and all that sort of stuff, that's, yeah. that's, that's next level. Yeah. I'm going to hurt myself a lot. Mm. learning that but i gotta it's fun okay i really enjoy that all right i, re- I loved snowboarding and it feels snowboarding very, is great i, I it feels i'm very actually kind of want to check out the uh, have a go on the cruise i've never been on a cruiser before but i love snowboarding as well i wasn't bad at snowboarding so it's like a longboard that doesn't quite go as fast with just way better oh, maneuverability wait, yeah okay yeah well, that yeah, sounds pretty cool try it out. yeah but it's part of it it's part of the it's part of it you got to fall off a bunch of times you got to be comfortable with it it's just like part of building up how cool you can be is mm. not being scared okay. and like bailing off the board and being like, oh no, oh no. It's just going with it, taking the hits, which she did like a champ, by the way. She okay. hit the ground hard and got up laughing. So I'll give right. her that. She was also She's late. Tough. She was late to training. So I'm disappointed. <laughs> Stopping late to training. Get here early for warm ups. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> um, let's skip the Olympic thing for a second. Actually, you know what? No, we're going to go balls deep into the Olympics, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, it's the Winter Olympics. And you remember our last Olympic episode breakdown where we said how disappointed we were that skateboarding was in there, that surfing, they're trying to get rid of wrestling and weightlifting, a bunch of Muppets, and have the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, are a bunch of corrupt Muppets as well. A bunch of wet pork chops. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah you well, spoke turns, about it in length for a very long time. Turns out there's still a bunch of pork chops. All right. So <laughs> what do you mean, Evan? What are they doing this time? Okay. This, this whole scenario doesn't make any sense. What scenario? Okay. So to go to the Olympics, you're meant to adhere to a pretty strict drug testing standard. Okay? No. Okay. Really? Now, People now, take drugs in the Olympics? In saying this, <laughs> in saying this, there is no... They say, we're the gold standard of drug testing. Well, they're pretty bad at it because a lot of people dope and get away with it. But when you catch someone with a banned substance in the system, yeah. what should that person have done to them? You get, there's like, uh, what, what are the actions? I don't know if you get banned right away, do you? Yeah. You get like second chances no, and all that? No, no, no. It is, it is you, if you get caught with a banned substance, especially under water, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency, it's mm-hmm. like a straight two to four year ban depending on the substance and like the situation. Okay. Okay? You're banned. So there's no like one strike, two strikes? No. You're just out of there. If you get caught with a banned substance, you're out of there. And it does come down to the individual sport and what level of, uh, I mean, the doping agency there is like, that's but fair. Yeah. So yeah. this is not like AFL. Don't even get me started on old <laughs> AFL here, where it was like the three strike rule. I don't know if they've changed that. Hopefully they have. But basically, you could fail a drug test, and then they would basically just tell the player, "All right, hey, you failed that one." Um, and then like you'd fail two drug tests. Or they, just, they will tell the team and the trainer, and they wouldn't actually tell the media until the third fa- like foul, 
three strikes, and then they get a small you know slap on the wrist. Which is why we had so many damn crack addicts like Ben Cousins running around playing footy because they're all just pinging off, off drugs the whole time and not getting kicked out. It was ridiculous. So I don't know if AFL still does that, but you're useless with your drug testing. Um, sort it out. Um, well, I mean, also, like, it's AFL. Like, who really? Yeah. Who really cares? Who really cares? Yeah. No one outside of Australia, right? You're useless. <laughs> get out of here. All right? Um, but anyhow, so let's go back to... Basically, when you get caught with a banned substance, you're meant to be banned. You're yeah. meant to be t- tossed out of the sport. I mean, it's your, in the, your name gets put up on a dopamine list. the name of the substance. It's called a banned, banned substance. substance. Yeah. Um, you can refute, uh, You can say, hey, no, this was not right. This was an incident. And basically, you can go and say, this is everything that I'm taking. And they can go and do some tests. Be like, you know what? That was actually a tainted batch. Technically, even if it's a tainted protein powder or something like that, and you did not take it knowingly and it was an accident – you're still meant to cop a ban. It's usually a reduced there sentence. Are, there, there's a, an enormous list of banned substances that aren't steroids. There's just a lot of... Mm-hmm. It's a very unregulated industry, the the supplement industry, I guess you could call it. Uh, and there are a lot of the things that well, aren't actually written on the containers or bottles that are in in them. It's a, a because, big in America as well. Yeah. Australia has more strict... Well, um, even in Australia, so many of the stuff you get over the counter in your local supplement yeah. shop will actually be tainted with banned substances, with steroids, with extra exactly. amphetamines. And the reason why is because they make them in these giant vats over in China or wherever they make them mm-hmm. all in bulk and they just don't clean out the vats very well. Yeah. And so like, you might do a, a whole batch of something that's got a banned substance and then you go and do a protein powder next and you're going to get residue from it. So you get contamination easily. There's a list of batch-tested stuff, basically, that you can get that's recommended by it's certain a third associations. Party, yeah, there's yeah, a third-party so, tested um, product. And then you can use these products knowing full well that if you're taking these products, there's no banned substances in Correct. them. It's for that exact reason. And so let's say you take one of those products and, and it is even um, uh, contaminated. You can be like, this is what I'm taking. They go away, they test it, they look at the batch number, they go and test independently another sample from that batch. And like, yeah, this was contaminated. Look, it was still in your system. You're still going to get a, a, a reduced sentence, basically. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, so it's they're supposed to be really strict. Right. And not even that, not even um, like general supplements, like some some pre, pre-workouts, for example. I think someone that I know went for the police force a couple of years ago and they tested for uh, opioids, opioids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just something in the, the pre-workout that they were taking, which was banned in America and it was banned in Australia and it was banned after like three months of being released. And so the police were like, hey, you can't come in because... Probably amphetamine, drugs. not, not um, No, there was like an opioid oh, really? one. There was a different one. That, uh, another friend that I know, same thing. Like you ping for all sorts of different stuff. Like if you want to find time, go get a drug test, but then take a bunch of pre-workouts first and see if what you're taking has banned substances yeah, right. in it. Uh, yeah, it's very under-regulated and mm. that's why it's, it's so strict here in Australia. Uh, yeah. Not as strict in America though. Right. So so here's... here's now I've gone a little off topic. We just give you a little bit yeah. of insight into, into doping, what's meant to happen when you get caught. There is a fifth... And here we go again, right? Russia was meant to be kicked out of the Winter and Summer Olympics because they had state-sponsored doping. On a country-wide scale, their athletes were getting pumped full of gear, okay? And they were cheating and trying to cover it up. This was all um, uh, revealed after Sochi Olympics, okay? Mm -hmm. The IOC chickened out. Instead of banning them, let them compete as the Russian Olympic Committee, the ROC, not Russia. But it's basically a bunch of Russian athletes competing for Russia. So what does that mean, competing as the ROC? They can still get gold medals and represent Russia? Like, is, They get the medals as the ROC, which is basically, yeah, it's the Russian Olympic Committee. It's not the country of Russia. It's ridiculous. It was some loophole. IOC let them do it. It's, it's a joke. Anyhow, so now they're, now they're, um, they're allowed to compete, even though they shouldn't be. Uh, the 15-year-old superstar figure skater, yeah. right? Test hot for a banned substance. 15-year-old? 15, 15 years old, right? Don't you have to be older than 15 to compete in the Olympics? I, I think it's done sort of sport by sport. Okay. But either way, she's 15. She's at the Olympics. She tests hot for a banned substance. Ice skating. Okay. What sort of steroids do you take for ice skating? You can take, but it doesn't have to be steroids. It could be beta blockers, you know, steroids. It could be uh, diuretic. It could be anything. It's, if it's on the banned list, it's not allowed. Okay. It's as simple as that. It's black and white. That's if fair. it's on the banned list, you can't have it in your system. Yep. She tests hot, mm-hmm. right? Melts the cup. <laughs> okay, I don't know how much. <laughs> but she tests hot. <laughs> then Anyhow, what happens, Nev? What so, happens next? So what should happen is that she says, the IOC says, you know what? You're actually not allowed to compete. Um, sorry, and mm-hmm. then we're going to actually give you a ban. And if you think it's an issue, you can um, you can object to it, and Take we'll do further testing. Management. Correct. Yeah. Instead, they said, "Oh, she's only 15. I mean, she probably didn't know what she was taking if she's only 15. 
Maybe it's the people around her that were giving it to her. And you know what? So? Do you know what her excuse was? What? Uh, well, what her parents' excuse for her was? What? Was that, oh, that's actually, that product is in a medication that her granddad takes and that she probably uh, picked it up from him by accident by sharing the same glass of water or by washing the dishes in the same sink. And the IOC goes, oh, well, that explains it. Um, you know what? 15-year-old, you can compete. What a freaking joke. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel bad for her because here's the deal. She's 15. Well, I mean, she, she's not going out to her gym and sourcing out all the steroids or bands no, or amphetamines. No, she's 15 years old. It's not even about her. Unfortunately, 15-year-old girl competing in the Olympics getting duped for – let's say her trainers were giving it to her. Sorry, this is a good learning experience for you. Your train is fired and you're still banned. Like, um, you don't get a special a, a special exactly. uh, treatment just because you're 15. You get the same treatment as everyone and, else. And here's the deal. They've not actually put forward any evidence that, the, you know, that she was contaminated from her grandpa by accident. All right? Yeah. So the IOC still lets her compete. And you know what they say? We're going to let you compete. Now, she's one of the favorites to win the events. Mm -hmm. All right? She's like a, a superstar figure skater. Yeah. Is that if you win a medal, even though you've tested hard and we're going to let you compete anyway, if you win a medal... We're just not going to have a medal ceremony. And you technically, you'll get your medal, but it won't be you know, televised. It'll be a private thing. You know? No flower ceremony. Uh, uh, can you imagine if you had been working hard your whole life not to, go to, the, to go to the Olympics, yeah. you get a podium spot and you don't get your medal ceremony because the IOC has allowed a, an athlete that's been caught with a banned substance to compete with you while her country yeah. shouldn't even be allowed to compete. Yeah. Russia, sort your out. Look, IOC, sort your out. You know what's happening? It's though. actually a joke. It's atrocious. It should not be happening. It's a joke. There's, it's hurting more people than it's helping. And it's I, just ridiculous. I, but you know what's happening. You, I know what's happening. Know, before right? you say you know what's happening, I want to reiterate. I don't think this 15-year-old girl knowingly went out and took something that was on the banned list. I, I don't. No. If it was an accident, it was contamination. Or it was given to her by her trainers, by her parents, someone in a circle. All right. I don't. I. I feel terrible for her. Yeah. Because and she ended up. Bombing, she ended up falling on her thing, and she didn't get it. She came fourth. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were allowed to. Have, the other people were allowed to enjoy their medals. You mm -hmm. know. But the whole idea is absolutely outrageous. It is. And yeah. the IOC should be embarrassed, and Russia should be embarrassed. I mean, what's the point of having the rules in the first place if you're not going to follow them? It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know what? You know what it is though. What? It's it's Putin. It's one hundred percent. It's it's the Russians. It's the it's the Russians asserting their dominance. Well, saying, oh, probably we, from in the shadows. If we if we let her compete, maybe they won't invade Ukraine. Like what? no, like you don't think about stuff like that. There's someone in the IOC that set those rules, and then there should be someone in the IOC that goes, she pinged. Yeah, right, she's banned. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know what didn't happen? That. So you yeah. know why that didn't happen? Yeah. That person stood up and went, she's banned, and then someone from Russia went. Your family's gonna die if she's banned. Oh, and then they're like, "Oh, oh, maybe it was a grandpa or something from the sink, or I don't know." And yeah, that's yeah. that's got to be how it happened. Who knows? It's got to be. Either There's, way, the whole thing is disappointing. There's pressure it's from someone somewhere. It is. It, it's, it, it's what it does is it is it diminishes any the authority other, that they have. It diminishes any any credibility they have. Yeah, and it diminishes um, all the hard work that the athletes are putting in. It's supposed to be a gold standard. So when yeah. you say something is an Olympic level that's supposed to be the highest standard of human performance that's the peak the pinnacle that's as hard as anyone can push and the best that anyone can achieve right that's yeah. supposed to be the top and it should be treated it should be treated as such as the highest quality event and the highest quality event those rules are there for a reason and if you set rules and don't follow them what's the point it means that that's not the pinnacle that's not if we're letting people do that letting people dope letting people compete on an uneven playing field then that just isn't what you're going for you're, you're, you're creating something that isn't a high quality event but to reiterate what i said in a previous podcast mm -hmm. just let the people dope let them choose let them choose natural versus unnatural my body test, my choice test every single athlete in the test division and don't test one athlete in the untested division i would tune in to watch both i would watch the untested and the tested olympics i would i want to see the comparison. i would just watch the, the untested olympics you know why? A lot of people because it's going to be Way so much cooler. better than so <laughs> much better right. than the normal. But you have a good comparison there, right. and they should do the, the the ceremonies at the same time, and everyone should be presented their medals at the same time, and everyone mm. should be recognized at the same time. But they should be recognized as tested and untested. This is the pinnacle of human performance at its best, natural. natural. And then this is what you can do with science. Yeah, and that's what it should be. It shouldn't science be wins. like someone working for thirty years of their life with everything they've got, every 
inch, blood, sweat, tears, the whole lot, and then just getting outdone by someone who's taking steroids. Yeah. Right? Like training exactly as hard, but I just can't train as hard as someone who's taking steroids. Right. It just That's how it works. It's and again, silly. And this girl, I don't think it was steroids that was caught in her system, but it was a banned substance, substance nonetheless. There has to be a strict... There has to be a if strict... If it's on the banned list, it's banned. You just can't have it in Because there's system. always going to be those people that try to... 100%. Work the system. So the, and, the, and people, the people testing criteria there, and, has yeah, to be strict. And people are like, well, what if it's not a steroid? And they're not getting... like. But here's the thing, guys. They also ban stuff that masks steroids. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not just the performance enhancers. It's all the things that have to do... Like, you know, it's, a, it's a comprehensive list. I do, have, to all the athletes. I do have one issue with one time that an athlete got banned. Um, I feel like was unfair. It was unjust. And it was a little over the top. What happened? Um, I think it was an Australian athlete. Uh, a swimmer. If I do remember correctly, someone got pinged for smoking marijuana. What? Uh, and they said that it was a performance-enhancing drug mm. and he was no longer allowed to compete. Uh, I feel like this is false. Well, here's the deal. It's on the banned list, right? It is on the banned list. So what What, what was you, What did you say before? They got banned, right? They but, didn't get banned. But it was on the banned list because, it's a bef- because, because it is a mm-hmm. performance-enhancing drug. So let drug. me ask you a question, right? Just like everything. Yeah. Um, different substances affect people differently. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So some people, when they get a little high, might just be have to lie, lie down. Some people might be able to go and do a 100-meter sprint, right? But they're relaxed. They're calm. So if you suffer from anxiety, mm-hmm. right, but you can still physically perform when you take just a small amount of weed, I don't even talk about getting high, just yeah. like a small amount of weed, you get yeah, yeah. one little puff here, Okay. but it calms your nerves and now you're not freaking out before competition, mm-hmm. that's performance enhancing, sir. And either way, mm. it's on the banned list. Whether they're saying it's a recreational drug te- or a performance enhancer. It should be banned as a recreational drug that is on the banned list. Okay. They specifically specifically ban them for taking performance enhancing drugs. Right. That is but, not... But, but if it calms you down... And you can no, physically. No, no, there, there are classes of drugs. It is a depressant. It is not a stimulant. It is not something that directly enhances performance. So it but may, it, but it, it does though. It, that, so, the, so this is the same with beta blockers. Yeah. Right. So, and this is. Have you ever watched Bigger, Stronger, Faster? It's the it's the it's a documentary on how basically performance performance enhancers are everywhere, even in symphony orchestra. Right now, no, when you think performance now enhancers, I'm interested. I don't want when to you know think performance enhancers, orchestra. you don't think the violins, the flutes. Yeah. All right. The flautists. Yeah. Um, but basically, this guy was like, I am a great musician, but I get so nervous before I play. Mm-hmm. So I take beta blockers. And when I go out there, I could be performing naked in front of 10 million people and I, I wouldn't care. So basically, a beta blocker, no, it doesn't, it's not anabolic. It doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't help your lung capacity, but it calms him down and he can perform better. So you don't have to be physically enhanced to be a performance enhancer, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. I understand I understand where you're coming from. I'm thinking about it more strictly in the realms of classification of substances and right. how they affect you physiologically. But you can get performance enhancers that aren't anabolic. Like you can get a steroid is anabolic. It builds muscle and therefore it enhances your physical performance. Mm-hmm. But things that caffeine, for example, um, can also enhance your physical performance. But they've now, it used to be elite, a band, but now it's it not. It used to be banned, yeah. Right? But it's, it's not a, uh, anabolic. It's a stimulant. So there are lots of different things that can be in different categories and still be performance enhancing, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll concede on this one. Yes. Yeah. Victory. Okay. I still don't think that it's a performance enhancing drug, though. Right. Well, it's not. It's not anabolic. Yeah. Yeah. I understand how it can enhance performance. It can enhance performance. Yeah. So yeah. by definition. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. All right. All, All right. right. Moving on. Now, talking about competition. Yeah. Upcoming comps around the gym. We got a few. We got a couple coming up. In like a week or so, we have Novice Strongman Comp, mm-hmm. which we had oh, four people. by the ladies, I believe. Yeah, being represented by the, w, by the ladies here at the Strength Institute. Um, we'll see how Sarah goes with her wrists because she can't hold oh, on to anything yeah. heavy at the moment. So oh, no. she might be out. <laughs> she may be out. Jess gone and busted her knee up jumping off a paddleboard. The wave took her out and then the board slammed into her front of her knee and she heard a pop. And so she has now gotten some scans. She's getting the results today. No. She might have blown out her PCL. Is that the world's first paddleboarding injury? <laughs> it's the world's first PCL from paddleboard? Who knows? So Wow. Um, if the, if her knees, regardless of whether her knees blown out, she's not going to make the, the novice comp. Yeah. We're really hoping that it's just a strain, and then she'll still be good for state powerlifting come May or April, yep. end of April. Um, but we got Claire's ready to jump in. She's really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got um, was that was it just the three? Was it Claire, Jess, 
Um, and Sarah? I think so. Fiona was Fiona decided one. not to do that one. I think just yeah. three. Um, and then we got uh, state powerlifting coming up in April, mm-hmm. which we have, I think, about five people jumping in, four yeah. or five people, which is exciting. Got Byron and Michelle in that. Who else have we got competing? Byron, Michelle, dad's going to jump in bench only. Mm-hmm. Is he going for that record this time around? I don't think he'll go for the record because he's coming back from a bit of a shoulder niggle. So, yep. But, but he's, set, he's in the new weight class, so I think he's just setting records, mm-hmm. like um, setting standards because Great. I don't think they, ha- they have him there. Um, and... I swear there was one more. Maybe not. Maybe it's just the three. Who do we say? Byron, Michelle, and you tell. No, Fiona as well. Oh yeah, Fiona. yeah. So we got four. Can't forget Fiona. Um, yeah. Then we got uh, Megan's going across, and I'm oh, wait, going across did you say as well. And Jess too. Well, and Jess if her if knee is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jess if her knee is good. So it is five. Yeah. Yeah. Jess if her knee is good. Then also in April, uh, Megan and I are heading over to Brisbane um, for the Australia Strongest. Um, man and woman competition. So mm-hmm. there's two federations, guys. Now, Megan, if you've already watched the video, already um, Australia's strongest, already woman, Australia's strongest woman for the um, ASA, the Australian Strongman Alliance for the under 82 kilo weight class. She's also your triple threat, uh, triple crowned under 82 state champ and open state champ this year. And say she's going to be it. now, right. she's the three time, three time, three time WA strongest woman, WA strongest, WA strongest woman, under 82, under 82, under 82 champion, champion, champion. It's much better. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so she's going to be going across to Brisbane. We're going to be going across to Brisbane. We're going to help coach. Finally, because the boards are opening up, um, which is great. So I can head across with her and not having to worry about quarantining. I'll just mask up, mm-hmm. triple faxed, make sure I don't pop hot on the way home. Ready to go. Ready to roll. Um, and that will then, uh, if she, you know, she's going to compete that comp with the uh, goal of becoming the undisputed under 82, Australia's strongest woman. Awesome. All right, across awesome. both federations, which is fantastic. Now, regardless of how she goes in this comp, she's also already qualified for Australia's strongest, uh, sorry, for the world's strongest woman, which is the OSG, so the official Strongman Games, mm-hmm. which has finally been set for November this year awesome. in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yeah, sweet. Very exciting. That is very exciting. So so we're going to be heading across to, uh, to the US and try to, you know, get her up there and doing the best she can against the best in the world. I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be saying this. Maybe... Uh, secret information, Ooh. but there may be a few people uh, getting a campaign ready uh, for Megan. Uh, is this is this there officially is, live? It's is not this? officially live yet, guys. Okay. But when it is, we'll let you know. There is actually going to be a bit Watch of a this space. There's yeah. a funding. There's uh, going to be a bit of a let's uh, say campaign going. There's going to be a, yeah, a campaign together to try to help. Um, you know, send Megan across to, because to the it's, US. it's it's not very big here. The sport isn't as big in Australia as it is in America. With a lot of other sports, there's a lot of money in America because there's a lot of people, and the just the, the industry for sport is enormous. Where in Australia, a lot of Australian athletes have to pay their own way, mm. even to the Olympics at that level. So, and, and and even the companies here, like so, for example, you got some good athletes over in the US, mm-hmm. and they can get. Oh, I'm sponsored by this supplement company. What that means here is you'll get some free supplements, and we'll give you a code. And if people buy enough of the protein with your code we'll throw you some dollars back there's not really there's hardly no any money megan still she's a teacher she still works yeah uh so she's like is paying her way basically so what we're yeah. going to do with the funding campaign is try and just get her flights and accommodation just try and get her there and back without her having to be too out of pocket yeah. so she can just focus on on her training so that that is going to get released soon i think yeah and ash um a remedial massage is actually organizing that which is fantastic yeah, yeah. And really and so, appreciate that but we'll, we'll give all the information when that's live exactly yeah and 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 as well as just mm. Megan, we want to try and get Megan's coach over there as well. Well, I'm going right? regardless, guys. I'm going so, regardless. But let's exactly. just, yeah, we'll, we'll so worry about, we'll there's, worry about there's that. There's going to be some camp- campaigns coming up to help Megan get over there. So watch this space and we'll probably do another, like, uh, uh, segment oh, yeah. on this in another podcast. Coming Look, up. I but, think to make the deal a little sweeter, Adrian and I might do like a bikini car wash sort of thing. I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, bikini car wash. And then in between cars, like in the ice bath. Definitely not. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Sorry, Megan. You're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> no, bikini car wash. That's a good one. I would do that for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I reckon I look good in a bikini. I got. I mean, I disagree, but I, got a good I still peach. think it would raise a lot. I of got money. a strong peach. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, we may do a few events for for that. I believe we've also talked about train the trainer day. So we'll auction off sessions where people can buy sessions and they can train Nevin or myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's actually being pretty popular. People are willing to pay for I, those. I know who's going to pay for that. Is Bavik wants to buy it and just make me do burpees the entire time. Hey man, get my your, ones get your hey, athlete to a competition. You know my ones, gonna, if you want to train train me, it's gonna it's gonna cost you. No, we just get, we're gonna auction them. Yeah, we're gonna auction them off. Yeah, so people have but to mine has like a, like a minimum spend. Yeah, so like your one is just like twenty bucks to train you. 
Right? It's like you gotta drop a K if you want to train you know what, me. You know what you're gonna do? What? You're just gonna have to drop in some dummy votes. It's just like uh Bavik's gonna be like a hundred dollars and then someone else in the back's gonna be like two hundred and fifty dollars. And yeah, it's just yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. you trying yeah. to beat the prize. No, no, everyone pays the same amount. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you say All so. right. We're trying yeah. to raise money. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, so there's a few things coming up that are gonna be good fun to try and get Megan over there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah. training. How's your training going in general, by the way? Pretty good for once. Yeah? Yeah. I'm all bit out of the woods with this god-awful shoulder injury i've been dealing with since june last year mm. uh i finally hit the 100 kilo mark last time that i hurt my shoulder i was pressing 100 kilos overhead in a bit of a complex uh the next morning i could not brush my teeth i couldn't lift my arm up and i was in a pretty bad way for a little while um and both my now shoulders would you say it was down. it was better or worse than when you get into an ice bath worse Oh, really? Much worse, yeah. I couldn't wow. sleep for like two weeks. Amazing. I kept waking up in the middle of the night feeling like someone was stabbing me. That was pretty bad. Um, that was the right shoulder. Then the left shoulder had all these compensation patterns and all sorts of... They both just went to trash. And then I spent the last... Since June, like eight months, uh, sorting it all out. And now I'm finally good again. Last week, my heavy week, uh, I hit 100 kilos for all my overhead lifts. I got 100 kilo squat for one rep. I got a clean and, and press for three reps at 100. And log press for... Two, two and a half. Two and a, yeah, two and a half reps. Count the half I didn't rep. get the overhead press. I got two overhead presses with 100 and cleaned the, the third clean. Third, yeah. uh, but all my lifts overhead at 100 now, no shoulder injuries. So going pretty good. That's I'm fantastic. finally getting like all of my exercises now. Up until recently, I, I still couldn't even dumbbell shoulder press. Just the extra compression was sore. Um, and this month, I went 10 kilos up on that as nice. well. Everything's feeling good. So. Yeah, still a little sore, a little tight, and just have to like really so spend my time. So, what are you, what are you up, working but... towards at the moment? Like, what's the goal for you? It's all about static monsters. So, last year in November, October, October, November, we went to the Static Monsters comp, and Nevin and myself and Gavin, one of our other members, got excited about how fun it was, mm. and so we all decided that we were going to compete. And because we're all very competitive, I stopped all of my other training and just started training for this competition, and I still am now. And so, I've been doing log. Clean and press once a week, and I've been doing the uh, wagon wheel deadlifts once a week, and all my other training has been to develop my overhead strength, and it's just it's just that it's just training for static monsters. So yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm trying to go up in weight. I'm from if anyone remembers when I was 75 kilos, I'm up to 87 at the moment. I'm trying to go up to 90 for it. So putting on weight, putting on weight on my lifts as well, just getting ready for static monsters. Nice. I'm feeling really good about it. The deadlift doesn't matter. Who cares? Deadlifts are for losers. But I'm definitely going to overhead press more than never. He will not. All that matters. Hey, here's the is deal, the guys. Only thing is that I'm matters. not. Gonna, I'm not going to train at all, and I'm still going to win. Okay. <laughs> Wish. Yeah. Look at those um, long spaghetti arms. Yeah, man. These noodle is noodle arms. Yeah. Um, old old noodle arm McGee over here is uh is crushing. So that's great. That's really good that you're doing that. Um, how's your training going? How's your old man back? <sighs> how's it? Been? Old man back is old man. No, it's um it, so. And here's the deal with me. I was loving training. Uh, we worked up to the squat challenge Christmas a year ago. So, you know, 14 months ago. That was pretty fun. It was great. I was feeling really strong. And then we refocused to the States training. And that's when I put the, um, the goal, the road to 300 um, deadlift videos up as well. Mm -hmm. And I still need to do an update on that, by the way. Yeah, but, me too. I'm finally back to where I was um, before I hurt myself. Was, is that, is that uh, I hurt my back the week before the comp, the powerlifting comp. And then I was very upset. And then things were going really good. I came back a little fast and retweaked it about six weeks later. And I'll be honest with you guys, I was like just completely turned off training. So I didn't train for ages and I put on a heap of weight. I went from 91 kilos, um, which is where I was the week before the, the, the state power thing because I was going to compete in the 90 kilo weight class. I went from 91 all the way up to 117.1 kilos. Yeah. So a lot. You were, you were looking pretty thick for yeah, a bit there. About 26 kilos. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, and I wasn't really training and I was just, just busy with work and other stuff. So uh, anyhow, I've turned my mental mindset around. Um, when this year ticked over, I'm like, all right, get your ass back into gear, start to lose some weight. So I'm already down nine kilos. I'm down to 108 from 117. First goal is just to get to 100. Um, 100 is a good spot for me because if I wanted to jump into a uh, fun strongman thing, I could go to 105. Um, if I really wanted to go into the 90s, I can as well. I'm also getting married later this year, so I want to look good, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. So I'm losing that weight. So I'm down nine kilos, eight more to go until my first goal is met. Uh, I started training again, and uh, things were feeling really good. I did have one little back tweak doing, I guess I was trying to strengthen my back, 
And I was doing RDLs and it just was not feeling right. And it just sort of went on the last rep. Stupid. So now I've, I've got back into my training. I've completely changed my approach. I've gotten rid of all the big complex movements, all the big ones. So I'm not squatting. I'm all not deadlifting. Well, yoke's not all, a complex movement. Hang on. I'm going to get to that in a second. We'll explain that in a second. Yeah. I'm not squatting. I'm not deadlifting. I'm going to start squatting again soon. But for the first six weeks, eight weeks, I am focusing on unilateral movements to make sure everything is working as it should. And it hasn't been because I've been doing Bulgarian split squats and the weights are going up. And every time I do them, my ass literally feels like it's about to explode. My little glutes... All right, now, it's just strange because I got a nice peach on me. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but my glutes are not like the the size there is not equating well to strength. So I think there's definitely some some imbalances going on with my stabilizers. So I am keeping that. I've added in not pistol squats because I can't hold my leg out in front and do the full range of motion pistol squat, but single leg squats off of a elevated box. So similar. Um, Glute ham raise work. So trying to really strengthen up my hamstrings, glutes, lower back. Once that is all to a good standard and feeling really strong, no pain, everything feels even. My ass isn't on fire after three sets of uh, Bulgarians. I'm going to add my squats back in. Okay. Another thing that I've been adding in is a bit more core conditioning. Now, I always said if you're squatting heavy, deadlifting heavy, your core is working hard as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes though, instead of actually bracing with the core, I'm just leaning into the position. That makes sense. I'm mm. not actually engaging the core, even though it is strong. You can't squat 270 kilos and have a weak core. Like yeah. It's impossible, right? So, but it but could definitely be stronger. It could be stronger, and I might not be engaging properly. So I'm chucking a lot of dead bugs in, and that's been helping me just like really engage before I start to do any exercises. The other thing that I've added in is weighted carries. So farmer carries and yoke walk. And I think that's been a game changer because – Everything feels so good when they all have to work and move. Because when you squat, guys, you're in one spot, right? So, you, yeah, there's stable, some stabilizing required, but nowhere near as much as when you're walking, when you're moving. So I've gotten back into the yoke, and that's actually my first goal this year is to get a 400-kilo yoke for 15 meters in under 15 seconds. Now, when I set the Australian record for yoke way back in the day in 2011 for the 105-kilo weight class in strongman, it was only 325 kilos, but for 25 meters, and I did it in about 12 seconds. So I was like running with that thing. The heaviest yoke I got to at that time was I was training with Dan Macri at Dan Macri's house was a 405-kilo yoke because his yoke was 205 empty. So we loaded it to 405, and it was only for – um, five or 10 meters. It definitely wasn't the full 15. So my first goal is to go 400 for 15 in less than 15 seconds. And that's been feeling great. Actually, in, in four sessions, I went all the way up to 375 kilos for five meters. It felt good too. It felt real good. So, I actually bought some shoes. Hang on one sec. So earlier when Nevin was saying that uh, he, he, heard, he heard his back doing RDLs and it just went. Yeah. Um, this is, so for, we should bring it back. Actually, Adrian and I had, bring, first of all, Oh, look at those high top vans. We should bring it back a little Extra bit. Extra support, flat sold, and red is the fastest color. Red so is definitely the fastest color. I wear these in the bedroom. And I think in, the reason uh, <laughs> the reason why you... Uh, wait, in the bedroom? You don't want to be going fast. <laughs> <in the bedroom. laughs> the reason why you hurt yourself in the first place, and this happens a lot, uh, and it gets overlooked easily because you feel strong, is you're doing lots of barbell, like complex barbell moves just in general. Um, not doing any like lunge unilateral work, any like working out any imbalances or anything like that. And when you're feeling good and you're feeling strong, it's very easy to mm. throw a bar on your back, feel good, lift heavy. But then those little imbalances, they get masked, masked amongst all of that. And then a tiny little imbalance when you're pushing heavy, heavy weights, like trying to deadlift 300 kilos, trying to squat really heavy, it starts to, when you push up closer to your max weight or even sub-maximally, it makes a very big difference biomechanically, just the way that you load your body. And so I think that the issue that you had was that you were just squatting and deadlifting so heavy so often, there were these tiny little imbalances that just got too far out of control for your body mm -hmm. to handle and, and something just went. I think, right? that's what, I think I would agree that that's what happened yeah. when the original yeah. tweak went and then when it I retweeted it six weeks later. I just went back in too quickly. It, it was still stiff. It, it wasn't. It was pain free, but yeah. it was stiff, and I shouldn't have been trying to up the weights again so quickly. Um, while it wasn't 
I'm feeling 100. percent Yeah. Anyway, yeah. then I had this long hiatus, got super fat, yeah. and uh, and and then and then I said, hey, hey, Nevin, just maybe like take it easy and ease into it. And then five weeks later, he was walking with the yoke with. The 375 kilos yeah, on it. it felt good. And then it was like the next with like next week, three or four days later, that he heard he's, he's back on RDLs. And I was thinking, well, maybe. It wasn't the yoke. After not training for eight years. It wasn't and the And then no. doing a sprint with 5 million kilos on your back. No, it wasn't the yoke. <laughs> and I'll explain why here, guys. This is, we have this debated this. We have argued about yeah, this. And here's much. the thing, though. You've never done a yoke. I've not done a yoke. And so you don't understand the forces with the yoke. And and I, uh, what my point was I to mean, you. I mean, I do understand the forces. No. Not to do, do it properly. Well, you've got a joint issue with your back, and then you put lots of weight on your back, and then you but here's your back. Yeah, it's, but it was no, it was not a compression issue with my back. My back has never been a compression issue, and I understand what you're saying. There's movement; the joints are, are yeah, working and holding joint on. Injury, they, yeah. they help. There's movement in those. All three times that I've twinged my back mm-hmm. with the facet joint, and and here's and this is the, why I'm very aware of the differences because when I hurt my back playing rugby, it was a disc compression issue. And it, it was a it was a nervy pain. It was when I slouched um, or would round my my back would be very painful. And it was whenever it was compressed, it would be painful. Right? This is not that. I've also had strains where you just twist a little funny, and then your erector spinae get really tight to protect you. This is different again. The facet joint issue what I've been dealing with over the last year um, is when I'm at. A, a deep hinging motion so when the weight is sitting really far from the pin the pivot point of the lower back so it happened at the bottom of the squat it happened at the bottom of a deadlift and it's happened at the rdl when the bar is low and i'm hinged back so it's this it's this compromised position being at the full hinge is when the facet joint goes when i'm vertical there is zero facet joint issue whatsoever and so when I picked the yoke up, and you have to remember, yoke is my favorite and best event when I was competing as well. Um, I'm very stable with the yoke. And I'm not twisting side to side when I'm walking. Mm. I'm not rounding or buckling. It's just fixed, rigid, and my feet move. So the yoke's been feeling great. And I actually was surprised at how quickly my squats were increasing. And I think a big part of that was because I was doing yoke and that was helping everything oh, build yeah, and get that, stabilized. That, that stimulus is huge, yeah. I also was bumping up the RDLs quite quickly. So my thing now is is the unilateral leg work. I'm keeping the yoke in. I am going to slow the progression down on that a little bit. But to say that, I was already at 375. Once you get to 400, like that, that's, you know, but that was almost that was there. My, that, that was my whole point. It was not what you were doing. It was the rate at which you were doing it. Yeah. So like, the squats, you, you could have very, very comfortably increased by like 50 kilos a week from 100 and just taking your time. But I think the reason why you have is too, it's too low. Well, it's too low if you're fresh and there's no nothing wrong with you. But if you have a particular joint issue in it's, your back. This is the same thing that we're getting into with the ice bath. If me doing 100 kilos on a yoke would literally be like sitting in a warm bathtub trying to claim it's an ice bath. It's, it's, it's not going to do anything. No, I need to have at least two. Like This is why, because you've not done the yoke. You don't understand. But that comparison doesn't light. make sense. If you think that you're not using that joint or you're not loading that joint in a particular way with the yoke on your back... You are sorely mistaken. I feel like it's not compromised in that position. It's not necessarily compromised in that position. But if you have a joint injury, in particular, you're not at 100% of your effective strength. And you lose a little bit of that strength, energy, move anything, and then you go do something else, you're more likely to hurt yourself doing something else. It's it's like it's, it's just not being 100% recovered and then doing something that's too much for, for your body to handle. I can see your that's, point. That's, I can that's see your personally point. what I think. Yeah. I think it was nothing wrong with what you were doing. It was just the rate of progression after an injury. I can I can see I can see your point, um, but I will not concede. <laughs> I, I will continue my yoke. And I will slow down the progression a little bit. I'm going to go back to 15 minutes. So I'm only going to do what I can handle for 15s, not okay. for 5s. So I'm not going to do any heavy 5s. So just 15s for now. So it will be a little lighter. Um, but I'm really excited with the unilateral leg work because um, that's actually been helping. I've been noticing that a lot over the last few weeks. So um, that's what I'm going to keep sticking with. I'm excited. I hope you do get that yoke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I will get the yoke. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to be an issue. It's going to be great. And then I'll do a 500 kilo yoke. It's good to see you training again. And do a 500 like, kilo. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed Fat Nev. But hey, Fitnev is he's a, he's a jolly guy. Fitnev is much he's a jolly guy. Than yeah. Well, I think that's about everything we wanted to cover. Yeah, that was that was quite a bit actually. Nice. Quite a little bit of stuff there. Uh, I don't think I think that's a little bit of everything. Yeah. 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 Nice. yeah. So stay tuned for another uh, ice bath. Two dudes, one tub coming up. Coming up this weekend. Two dudes, one tub is coming at you this Sunday. I'll probably try to edit it up same day. Get it up on Sunday. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be pretty fun. We're gonna. Get nice and cold. Fun is not the right word. Talk about talk about 
sexual abstinence before competition. Talking about abstinence. Yeah. Have you ever abstained before competition? No, because I'm not weird. <laughs> you haven't been you haven't been interested to see if you have the strength of your ancestors egging you on? No. No? No. Neither. Seems, what do we do? Just wait two weeks? Uh, I'll mess my bed. Six weeks. No way. <laughs> Who did that? Who are you talking about? What? Six weeks? You said Muhammad Ali he used to not not engage in anything like that for six weeks before um, a fight. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, guys, thanks for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. More importantly, subscribe. We hey, we're up to four hundred and ninety subscribers, guys. Four hundred and ninety. Should we do a five hundred? We one hundred percent need to do a five hundred video. Right. Five hundred kilo yoke. <laughs> Let's do it. So <laughs> what, what can we what can we do what can we do that's got five hundred? Um, that's related to 500, 500 of something, 500 kilos or something, 500 calories is too little calories, 500 grams of protein, because that would be like 2,000 calories. We could do like 500 grams of protein each, like a speed eating com- competition. Yeah, it's, isn't it supposed to be a squat related thing? Well, no, 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 squat squat related. 100 no, 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 no. I think the, the 1,000 is going to be 1,100 kilos. Right. What 500 things should we do? Yeah. Leave some comments. Let us know. 500. Also, ten more people need to subscribe first. So do that, and then tell us what you That's think. That's right. That's right. That we should do. Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right, guys. Well, we will see you again soon, and uh, we'll we'll be um, in an ice tub when we do. So enjoy, see and you soon. Uh, catch you later. Bye.